believe we're here for a reason, and God wants to speak to us through his word and in our time of prayer in just a few moments. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 4 and 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want to speak to you for a few minutes today on this subject, winning the war and the battle. Winning the war and the battle. Would you ask God to help us? Jesus, I love you today, and I appreciate so much the ability to worship with my brothers and sisters in a safe and, and free environment. And I thank you, Lord, that we have a revelation of who you are and what your purpose is for our lives. And I pray that you would help us now through your word to, to engage our faith, engage our response, and to see the work you want to accomplish, not just in us, but around uh, this world, and then bringing it localized uh, around our community and our loved ones and friends and even those that might consider themselves our enemies. We ask for you to bless them and help them and give them what they need to know you let your perfect will be accomplished in our lives and let your glory be revealed in the remainder of this service. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. I know uh, that you, you've just been standing a little while, but could you give the Lord another uh, expression of praise and thanks and appreciation? Glory. God bless you. You may be seated. The saying goes, maybe you've heard it, we lost the battle, but we will win the war. And we say that, and sometimes there is something about identifying a small uh, loss on the way to a greater victory is certainly something that can encourage us and let us know that uh, even that small loss does not destroy God's purpose or God's plan. But as reflecting on these things uh, preparing for this service, I felt so strongly, yes, we will win the war. Uh, I'm not talking about nation against nation. I'm talking about the fight for victory, for the advancement of God's kingdom, for the purpose of God to impact every family, every life. And, And yes, in fact, the victory is already won in Jesus Christ. Amen. The victory is the Lord's. And we can experience our own victory as we live in Christ. But I also felt a burden today to somehow encourage you, do not concede the battle. We're going to win the war. But please do not concede the battle. Every person is in a battle of some kind. In some cases, it it might be emotional turmoil family challenges or or issues in your own health and finances. We can win the battles that we face if we will lean on the Lord and let Him strengthen us so that His purpose is accomplished in our lives. Every person here is facing some sort of battle. In fact, one person said, be kind to everyone because you really do not know 
what battle they may be facing and fighting personally. Different battles, similar challenges, but different battles. And in every case, one sure way to victory, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. You cannot win without the power of Jesus Christ. You cannot win without a healthy relationship with the Lord. The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. They did not, these apostolic leaders in the first century, they did not ever paint a picture that would make us think that we can live for God and never have a struggle. But they painted a picture under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost that I declare right now, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Every man's battle, every woman's battle, every young person or senior saint's battle, I'm here to tell you, you have something going for you that is greater than anything against you. I know that there is discouragement that can come, but never cause your focus to leave the very blessing of Jesus Christ and his presence. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Of course, our text makes it clear. This is a spiritual battle, and we win with spiritual weapons. It is the power of God evidenced in our prayer, our fasting in his word, the application of his word, even our fellowship one with another. It is the anointing of the Holy Ghost that enables us to stand. It's the whole armor of God. As we apply those principles in our lives, we have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll repeat what I said on Friday. The devil may have called you a loser, but the devil is wrong. I have victory. I'm a winner. I will overcome, not in my own power, but in the power of Jesus Christ. Never believe that you are the only one in the battle. And for illustration, I take you to an ancient story of an incredible prophet in 1 Kings chapter 19. In verse 9, he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. In the aftermath of an incredible victory that God allowed Elijah to experience, he became very, very threatened, both 
reality and also in his spirit. He was under threat and assault. And he was worn out physically, emotionally, and spiritually. He had not been resting well. He had not been eating right. He had not been taking care of himself. He was discouraged. Does that remind you of anybody? If not you today, it has been you on a day. So the great prophet of God, in a low moment, in a weak time, he said what everyone has thought and maybe even said, I'm the only one left. And he said, well, I know there's some others, but they're not as important as me. (laughs) No, he didn't say that. But he was so convinced. There was a real threat But then there was the imagined threat and there was the imagined fear that began to create a perspective where he was losing sight of the confidence he had just earlier had in God. And so I say to you, be very cautious on a bad day when you're weary, when you're physically, emotionally, and spiritually drained. Be very cautious when you feel isolated and don't really know if there's anybody else that can relate to you. Be very cautious what you say, what you think. In fact, maybe don't say anything and really don't make any monumental decisions. Just work your way by faith back into the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, I'm leaning on you. I know that I can make it. I know that I can take it, but I won't ever do it without God. Isaiah writes, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not be faint. faint." What a timeless principle from the Word of God. And I apply it now in your own life and in my own life. Guard your emotions. Guard your thoughts. Wait on the Lord. Be increased in the strength that you need to take the next step. If you can't take another step, wait on the Lord and say, Lord, give me what I need to just take one more step. And then, God, give me what I need to do one more thing to honor you. But I will not, by the grace of God, even now, concede this battle because I trust in a God who has all power. (laughs) The Apostle Paul went through some very difficult seasons and yet he writes to Timothy and says about all of this trouble, he says, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me and he did that so that the purpose of God could flow through his life. Link up with another believer and let them share your testimony. You're going to find out pretty quick. Not everybody that you see smiling is going through a happy season. Not everybody that you see rejoicing is going through an easy season. Not everybody that you even see preaching is going through a season without difficulty. But link up with another believer and say, hey, just let me know how are you doing what you're doing and they will likely say to you it's not I, but it's Christ living within me. I feel that pressure, but I also feel strength from a God that can do anything. I think we should, I know I've said it a few times recently, but 
I really think we should adopt a mindset that says there's no way we can lose. Because honestly, the other mindset is frankly quite depressing. There's no way we can lose. Why? Do you have all the answers? No, don't have most of them. But I know Jesus. I know he's faithful. I know he's been with me. I know he's kept me. I know we are kept by the power of God. I'll just say it. Not because you're cute. Not because you're talented. Not because you have a perfect family. You're not even kept because you worship at 1170 Lancaster Avenue. That's a good idea. And you ought to be committed. But here's what needs to happen. You ought to recognize I'm not kept by tradition. I'm not kept by my own talent. I'm not kept because I've had a perfect week. I am kept by the power of God. I am kept by the grace of God. I am kept by the mercy of God. Great is thy faithfulness. Su fidelidad es grande. Great is thy faithfulness. Turn to somebody and say, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. Your problems are real, but you're not the only one. The battle is real, but there is victory in Jesus Christ. I think we can win the war and the battle. We can go to heaven and have victory on earth. We can rejoice in eternity with Christ, but we can also move in these last few days before the rapture and see some people baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and delivered from addiction and delivered from fear and darkness. I believe we can rejoice in a heavenly home and in a mansion bright and fair, but on the way we can turn around and say, I don't know how that happened. Wait, I know how it happened. God made a way. I believe he can open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you cannot contain, not because we deserve it, but because he's faithful. I don't know, Brother Tony, and I realize she's not here today, but I do understand your voice of faith. When your sister goes down in the water and comes out and you whisper, whatever you whispered, and she screams, I can hear! That happened in this baptistry, right here, last week. Not because of the name on the sign or the pastor in the pulpit, but because of a God that says, if you'll put your trust in me, if you'll lean on me. And you know what he said? He said when she got baptized, I have been waiting eight years for that to happen. Hey, look at God. He was not out of options. He was not out of power. He was not out of mercy. Some of you are going to say, I've been waiting 25 years. I've been waiting 45 years. 
Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. You can win the war and the battle by God's grace. I don't even want to limit God. Amen. <laughs> you know, I don't tell you half the stuff I know because I don't know half the stuff I know. <laughs> I just am aware. But if we wanted to let physical circumstances or what we see with our eyes somehow obscure our understanding there's something happening beyond what I can see he must reign First Corinthians 15 he must reign Well, you don't understand. Well, you don't know what's going on in my family. He must reign. You don't know what we've been through. He must reign. You don't know. You don't understand. They've already told me this, 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 and this. I, I face some of those things sometimes, and, and I, 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 I have to guard my mind and guard my conversation. I have to, just like you. And, and one day, not too long ago, I seriously was so close to telling somebody what I really thought. I really was. I, I, you know, there are times and places for that in a diplomatic, tell the truth in love kind of way. But in this situation, glory to God, the Lord helped me to see. You just let that sit for a minute. He must reign. I believe you need to decide. And I don't mean to make you feel like your problems are no, of no consequence. And they are obviously significant. And there are challenges. But I am begging you, cancer is not in charge. Financial difficulty is not in charge. Heart disease is not in charge. God has established a way in heaven and in the earth. He must reign. No one can stop his government from increasing. No one can stop his power from investing in every life. He must reign. But then he says, he's not even reigning for a little while. We're coming up on Christmas, and of course we can say, well, he must reign during Christmas. How else are we going to get presents? You know, whatever. No. He must reign. I'm so glad you kept that up there. Thank you. He must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. Your mean, nasty neighbor, co-worker, half-sister, third cousin, Uncle Harry who's going to make a scene at the Thanksgiving dinner, that's not his enemy. So be careful you're not fighting the wrong enemy. The person that gets on your nerves is not the enemy. You're not even the enemy. That hard, hateful person that uses horrible language and, and is so hateful and, and difficult that they are not the enemy. There are no people that he is placing under his feet. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but you can know this. As long as he is reigning, every sickness, every disease, every addiction, every force of darkness, everything
destroys homes and families and lives. Every enemy has to end up under his feet. And so let's just believe not just the war, but the battle. Cancer is under his feet. Addiction is under his feet. Sin. Darkness. Thunder his feet. Praise God. And we will have the victory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty. I know you over here can't see, it's kind of dim. Mighty in. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Battle! Hey, don't concede the battle. Don't concede the lost loved one. Don't concede the backslider. Don't concede that addiction. They'll never bounce back from it. That fear, they'll never bounce back from it. That spirit of the world, that don't concede that. The Lord, not just strong and mighty at war, not just strong and mighty Alpha and Omega in eternity ages to come and to go, but in battle, what battle? Even the battle you're facing right now, there is an end. All of this assembly, 1 Samuel says, shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's. Glory to God. I ask you to be very careful what you do, what you say, how you think. When you're wore out, when you're in the battle, anything that moves you off of trusting in God, take captive that thought, bring it into obedience, and say, I don't know how, but I'm trusting the Lord to bring me through this battle. Second Samuel chapter 18. I finish with this simple illustration from the Old Testament. For the battle was there, scattered over the face of all the country. And the wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. More people were killed by the woods them by the sword, by the terrain, by the conditions, by the circumstances. Because conditions, circumstances, terrain can so psych you out that you start thinking there's no way we can win. And the enemy didn't have to kill them because they got caught up in trying to navigate the terrain. And more people died in the woods than died because of the sword. 
You know how the enemy does. He goes around seeking whom he may devour. And in some cases, he just has to go, ah! What was that? Nothing. But it worked. No. I know the terrain is rough. I know there are challenges. I know the spirits of the age seem to have so much force and so much power. I know the voices are confusing. I know the enemy lies. I know that your own carnality tries to confuse you. And, and yet I want you to know that in those woods, uh, there's still a voice. Uh, there's still a power. There's still an anointing. In those woods, in that tough terrain, in that difficult season, there's still a God who has all power. I was looking at that I couldn't believe it because as I read further it dawned on me Absalom was in those woods and Absalom died in those woods why Absalom because Absalom could have been the next king Absalom was David's son but Absalom lost his connection. He fell out of relationship with the king. He distanced himself from the king's court and the king's house and the king's throne. And while he was distancing himself and setting up his own kingdom on the courts and on the outside of the courts, all of a sudden a mentality affixes to him. He's no longer in relationship with the king. He's doing his own thing. He's just drifting around. He's even getting people attached to him that will do life his way. But all the while, you don't know what's coming Absalom, you're going to end up in the woods without a relationship with the king and the woods are going to kill you. That's why you need to pray. That's why you need to fast. That's why you need to worship. That's why you need to be with the body in the services, in the prayer meetings, in the activities, in involved. Why? Because there is something that will happen when you have a relationship with the king. He will draw you close. He will keep you close. He will see you through the battle. I got news for you if you stand with me. Some of the great songs that we sing I'll start old school. Victory in Jesus. From that all the way to this is how I fight my battles. You got to get some moves. This is how I fight my battles. You just decide. But none of it works if you're in the woods by yourself. Because the sword won't kill you. The terrain will kill you. The distractions will kill you. Your carnal nature will sabotage you. I'm not saying God's not merciful. I'm just saying you are easy pickings in the woods by yourself. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I ain't bothering going back to church those people never care for me anyway. You're in the woods. More people die 
in the woods than by the sword. But if you say, you know what? I'm just going to keep praying. I'm going to just keep worshiping. I'm going to just keep honoring God. You're going to win the battle. You know, have you ever been tempted? Of course. You know how you win that battle? Not just isolating yourself. You get to the altar. You get with your brothers and sisters. You try, even if you're not feeling great, you try to identify with what God's doing in his people and in his kingdom and through his purpose. You stay close to the king, and it really doesn't matter what's going on. I have had moments in my life in the king's house where I have been far from perfect. How about a little transparency? I have been in the king's house and my mind not been right and my attitude not been right and my priorities not been right. The only reason I made it was I wasn't in the woods. I was in the king's house. That's not too complicated. Just stay close to the Lord. Ask him to have his way in your life. Get through every battle with faith and with prayer, with fasting, leaning on your brothers and sisters, not ever letting anybody talk you out of relationship with the body. Why? Because that'll get you through the battle. I love vintage. A few years ago now, it's been maybe two years, I was privileged to become their youth pastor. I'm really pretty much the ugliest, oldest youth pastor around. But I love it. And honestly, their success has little to do with me. Thank God. But what I love about them is how they stick together. And I realize that that's, that's not always perfect in the life of young people. But I love that this group has a culture that just, it just stick together. You ought to see their group text. We don't show it to you because it's not your business. But they're just, you know, they're just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Love each other. Tease each other. But they're sticking together. You can have bad days and still be in the body and make it through every battle. I'm telling you, that's a gift that you give one another. That you say, hey, even when I'm not feeling great, I stay connected. Why? Because if I get in the woods by myself, I'll lose the battle. But if I could just be here with the body of Christ doing his will. I know God will give me what I need. To God be the glory. If these students can have that culture, why can't the rest of us? Hey, on the podcast, I know sometimes we miss for easy, uh, for, for significant reasons. I'm not here to bash you. I'm just telling you, if you're out in the woods, you're going to be easy pickings for the enemy. But if you'll just be here every time we're together, God will give you what you need. You know pastor loves you. You know that I'm not wanting to somehow condemn you. I am begging you to recognize more people die in the woods than by the sword. Would you come stand around the front and lift your hands. Say, Lord, I want to win every battle. I want to fight and be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. I hope somebody will come and, and get connected to another brother, a sister with another sister, and begin to pray a prayer of faith. 
and say, listen, we don't even know each other that well, that well, but would you just kind of be next to me and I next to you and let's make a covenant together. We're going to make it through the battle. We're going to make it through the storm. We're going to make it through the fight. Hey, it's not those that speak Spanish and those that speak English. It's the body of Christ. It's the kingdom of God. It's the purpose of God. It's not just the young and the old or somewhere else. We all need each other. It's not just pastor and the people. I need you and you need me. We'll never make it through the battle by ourselves. You should never. You should already be praying for somebody. You don't have to know what they're going through, but it should just become instinctive. Oh, God, help them. I don't know what they're going through, but God, give them grace. I love the way some of you have joined with others already at this